everybody, welcome back to Coaster Dads. This is your host, Chris Powers, with Eric Backey. We're super excited to have episode two with you all, and we're going to share with you a bunch of new information about what's going on in the world of theme parks with COVID-19 and how it's affecting the industry at large. Let's jump into it. All right, sweet. So uh, this is the show uh, for dads from dads. One of those isn't true, um, but COVID-19 shuts everything down. So like, I guess the main question, Chris, is COVID-19 worse than a Vacoma boomerang? <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, at this point, I think it is probably worse than a boomerang. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm like, dude, if I'm like, if I could, if someone's like, man, everything is shut down besides Vacoma SLCs, I think I would be like, you know what? Give them to me. I'm going to ride. I'm going to marathon an SLC all day if it means that I can ride a coaster before September. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I would love that. I personally not been on an SLC, so this would be this would be a big thing. And I think that's like what we should all be asking ourselves: like, if are we actually coaster fans or not? Because if we are, we would be marathoning SLCs if they were the only thing open. I think the real question right now, I think with theme parks in general right now, is how are they go- going to respond to? what's going on i mean it's a huge issue i mean obviously there's there's no real opening date for anything um based on the windows that were given and everything kind of sort of seems to be up in the air so i i'm curious how they're going to handle season pass different things like that yep i was platinum pass i had a platinum pass for this summer that i'm like am i gonna get refunded or like where are we at with that or i don't know yeah, and I think as far as refunding goes, it'll be interesting to see if it is a refund scenario or is it just more of a scenario where we see the parks um, basically issue passes for next year or do our passes get extended in the next season? You know, at this point, we're sort of looking at missing a lot of opening days. So it's it's just going to be interesting to see exactly what the parks decide to do with season pass um things and other things i had a trip planned to magic mountain not happening because of all this you know it and our tickets were refunded really quickly but yeah i think there's definitely this is going to be a weird year for the industry i think it's going to be obviously a hugely down year for the industry and Mm -hmm. um i'm hoping that we get some summer in um but it's uh you know, it's kind of up in the air right now and, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that we get some good rides in this year, but we will see. Maybe it'll be closer to the end of the summer. I think the other thing that's really interesting to me is how the parks are handling this with employees, because you know we're talking about a ton of seasonal employees um that they need to support. And already we've kind of seen some parks step up. Universal and Disney have both stepped up and said they're gonna pay their employees at least through um mid April. So um yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting to see how each park's handling it. And um, yeah, it's it's a tough time for everyone, for sure. Totally. They can also afford to do it the most of all the parks. Yeah, for sure. They can definitely. I think Universal and Disney are obviously operating at a different level. Yeah, parks like Cedar Fair, I think, are the ones that are most interesting because we aren't exactly sure what they're doing. Yeah, but the ones that are open are are closed, you know, and 
I, I don't know what they're doing, you know, at the ones that would like knots. I don't know what they're doing at the at the berry farm, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, knots is closed along with every other California park just because of the lockdowns. Yeah, I think knots might be their only year round park. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting to hear. Like, I think that, um, you know, Cedar Fair, I think, is kind of taking this in stride. They're pushing back their openings. And like, I think their goal right now is to have like a universal launch date of like May 15th, which I think is maybe somewhat unlikely or mid-May, somewhere around there um, where I'm kind of curious, like if it isn't May 15th, when do we start to talk about refunding? You know, like I am a platinum pass holder this year, like that's canceling a trip for me for Carowinds for sure. But then like if they push it back another two months, it's like I'm now no longer going to Canada's Wonderland, Kings Island, Cedar Point. And it's like I'm like probably like other people. I want my money back. Yeah. And I think at that point there's going to be a situation where we really start to see people uh looking for some sort of refund or some Mm. sort of situation where they they can kind of get some money back but um hopefully it doesn't get to that point and i'm hoping that you know by june sometime we start to see parks getting a little bit closer to opening uh versus being closed especially in the summer season because you know that's going to be the prime time for everything so um but we'll see i think it's going to be so important for people to go back to parks though for sure i've been thinking about a lot about how um, this is just impacting tourism in general. And I think of states like Florida um, and other areas of the country that just like holistically rely on tourism. And I think what's really interesting is just thinking about, you know, how, how do these parts of the country respond after this in a way to get people back and say, Hey, we're, it's safe. It's, it's safe to come back. And, I think it's going to take time and I think it's going to be hard and I think it's going to be something that is a slow recovery. I think there's a there's a reality that anytime something like this happens or a world event happens that puts a little bit of fear in people is going out and being in a theme park environment is probably not high on the priority list. Um, But much like um, I think sports coming back or anything else that kind of gives us like a sense of normalcy, I think it's really important. And so I do, I think I want to encourage anyone that is listening when this is done, I think it's going to be really important that we get back to the parks and get back to trying to do some of the things that we normally do, because I think it's going to be really important. Um, Not only to like support it from a monetary standpoint, but also just, I think mentally for all of us, it's going to be really important. And I'm also hoping, you know, that this time is being used to um, make some additional improvements to some of the parks and stuff. I think it would be really cool to to maybe have some surprises come back, you know, uh, coming back in the parks. Totally. It's weird. I actually heard because they have all this time, they're actually going to add about 40 feet of track to the drop. Wow. So we're going to have like... I hear Orion because now it's not a rush schedule anymore. It's going to be a 340-foot drop oh, overtaking man. Fury 325 as the new tallest coaster in the world. That's incredible. That You heard it here first, folks. That's incredible. But no extra length, though, right? No, no, no length. No length. No, come on. We got to be balling on a budget here. But 
Um, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, so there is like the silver lining of like, there has been like, technically there has been a couple openings of some coasters this year that we want to talk about. So there's, um, talk about a little bit. I don't know if you guys have heard, it's been pretty much the only coaster more hyped than, uh, Iron Gwazi and Orion this off season, but Mickey and Minnie is now open. Uh, it's not a coaster. (laughs) First of all. Yeah, Minnie and Mickey uh, now open um, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Obviously not open with it being closed. Uh, but about a week before um, the parks were shut down for the the pandemic, um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad opened. Um, Runaway Railway. I get that confused a little bit. But um, either way, a new ride based on Mickey and Minnie opened at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's a that is a pretty big deal because there's not been a ride in Disney Parks history actually based on Minnie and Mickey themselves, um, which is a pretty pretty amazing little factoid. But um, I'm pretty excited to check this ride out uh, when I get back to Disney. Um, it's a dark ride using trackless technology, something that Disney's been doing a lot with um, uh, Rise of the Resistance, different rides like that, uh, Ratatouille's ride. But yeah, it looks really exciting. I'm excited to ride it because mostly because um, my daughter is really big on Mickey and she actually really loves the Mickey shorts that it's based on. Um, so it'll be really fun to get on that, but it looks really entertaining and like they did a great job. Not unusual for Disney, for sure, um, as they consistently turn out pretty awesome products. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've basically, they've had a really great year so far. It's And it's a bummer that... Um, this is kind of uh, sort of getting in the way of everything with the parks being closed and stuff. Totally. Yeah, the Imagineer is all working on that. You know, it's interesting, Eric, you bring up uh, just the Imagineers and, and what they're working on. I think what's really interesting, too, is going to be see how Disney reacts to everything with the fact that, you know, there's a lot of planned projects, especially at Disney World right now with Epcot getting a whole renovation and stuff. It'll be interesting to see how they're affected by this whole thing and see um, if they continue forth with a lot of those projects. Yeah, the other ride that opened right before all the parks were shut down was uh, Texas Stingray, which opened at um, SeaWorld San Antonio. Watched POV online, uh, and it looks like a super fun ride. Uh, A lot of twisting elements, um, very much kind of like a... It reminded me a little bit more of like Thunderhead versus like... um, something closer to like Mystic Timbers. Okay, yeah which I've, I'm f- pretty familiar with both of those rides and um, more like twisting, twisting ride. Um, but yeah, it looks super fun. Uh, looks like they got a real winner on their hand. I mean, I we're talking about Great Coasters International. So, you know, they have a reputation of just building incredible rides. Great rides, you could even say. Yeah, it's almost like they're great. That's the thing about the uh, GCI. It's almost like, they're great and it's like that industry is great internationally they're great with coasters so what i guess my question to you is like what does the what does the park industry look like coming out of this chris i think it's hard to know for sure right now um the closest comparable i think we have is probably 9-11 i was in kindergarten yeah, and, and that obviously, that was a, 
quite a bit ago and um but park attendance was so sluggish for a while there i mean it was just everything was slow um i mean it took years to really recover and and start to get really people spending money on entertainment for the sake of entertainment and so um man i i think it's going to be tough uh i think it's going to be important that uh consumers spend dollars on things like going to parks for a while because i think more than ever um the parks are going to need support through this whole thing um but yeah i think it's gonna be tough i think investments are gonna probably be smaller for a while um into the parks until they start to see some attendance bounce back um so maybe big coasters mm-hmm. will be paused for a little bit but but mm-hmm. But we'll see. I mean, um, I think one of the biggest bummers is is there's so many great rides that were set to roll out here in the next month that are having to be delayed. So I think that's there's a lot of big investments that aren't are just sitting idle, and and that's a huge bummer. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. I feel like Cedar Fair is like has a couple new rides that have been hyped. Same with Bush Gardens has a couple new rides that have been hyped. They're not going to get to ride. Six Flags is always an issue because it sucks. And then it's just like, whoa, man, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, we okay for the record, we we do not dislike Six Flags. <laughs> I mean, it, what, you know what is really funny is uh, you know Six Flags has kind of taken the stance of opening rides sort of midsummer now ish, which I think in this time. Um, is really weird interesting yeah it's it's it is it's like interesting because they they're kind of taking a stance that almost might be better for them right now because some of their big rides will roll out in midsummer so um if the parks aren't opening closer till then then they actually might be set up in a way um better than some of the other parks so. totally totally i'm actually just kidding i don't hate six flags just so in case anyone's like Noticing. It just seemed like low hanging fruit at the time. And so I just took a stab and it's just like, I, like I've been in home yeah. for like four weeks. I mean, I don't even know what social, I don't even know my social cues anymore. I'm sorry, guys. You know, you're not sure what's socially acceptable <laughs> at all. I think six flags takes a lot of heat for sure. Um, and part of it's justified for sure. I think there's some practices they take that are kind of uh, on the lamer side, but I do want to call it. Uh, I mean, have you been to a park by Six Flags, Eric, at all? I <laughs> I'm gonna sound like such a hypocrite because I haven't been to a Six Flags park. <laughs> wow, when's your first? Uh, do you have one planned though? So, sh- but okay, okay. Let's like make sure that I've I'm not heard saying that on tape because I don't want to lose all my credibility. Um. I'm still looking forward to hopefully one day being able to hop on like, you know, I still have some trips planned for later this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My 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 latest trip, I think, that I have planned is in um, August. August. I have yeah. a trip to Canada's Wonderland tentatively planned to like the end of August. And I'm hoping that like if nothing else, I get a trip out there for my birthday and then like a couple trips out to uh king's island and that's that'll probably be it for me this summer if nothing else happens but it was supposed to be a pretty big summer for me and i was i was excited about that but you know hershey park is still tentatively end of may 20 uh, end of may but i don't know if that will happen so we'll we'll see yeah hershey that's uh, that's one that's on my list that i still have not been able to attend to um i think it'd be really cool to get to hershey at some point all right, Chris. So, like, I think we should go ahead and uh, move forward to a, a section of this thing that we're both really excited about. 
the GP section. Yeah, uh, so this is our very first time getting to do a GP section. Uh, this is going to where we sit down with somebody from the general public, the GP, and chat with them about what their favorite rides are, why they think they're awesome, and then ask them a f series of other questions about parks and what kind of things in parks they make um, that they enjoy, such as favorite foods, uh, favorite memories, other things that they enjoy, and we want to get a feel for what the general public likes. Um, big thing is we get really uh, tightly drawn to certain types of coasters, coaster list, credits, different things like that when you're a coaster fan. Uh, we want to get the other side of the coin and just know what the everyday park goer enjoys about parks. And that's what this whole section is about. Our very first guest on the GP is going to be Savannah Savannah is a married to a coaster nerd, Eric Backey, who's our my co-host on the show. Uh, but she's definitely a member of the general public. So we're excited to introduce her and have her hop on the show and chat with us a little bit about what she likes. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, welcome our uh, first ever GP guest. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name's Savannah. I'm Eric's wife. What's something, <laughs> what's like anything about yourself, just in general? One thing. One thing? Yeah. Um, I'm a twin. It's pretty exciting. Wow. <laughs> Savannah, like, tell us a little bit about like your knowledge about theme parks. Um, I don't know a lot. I went I so I grew up near Kings Island so I went there a lot growing up but then honestly I thought that you just kind of outgrew theme parks and so I forgot they existed until I got married and my husband was into roller coasters so here we are again she's like I forgot that I was dating like a five-year-old she's like it's really weird so I know Savannah and I don't have um, better experiences than when we just get on Scooby-Doo Boo Blasters together and just blast up the competition. Um, so uh, Savannah and I, when we went on our honeymoon, I like convinced her slash manipulated her to um, we were doing a pit stop in London. So I convinced her to like take an Uber to Thorpe Park, which offered like a hundred bucks on the spot overpriced ticket for a not so incredible park but it was still a lot of fun so i got to ride some international coasters and uh i bet you that's exactly how you thought you'd start your honeymoon yeah exactly mm -hmm. especially when in london you know yeah when in london who needs big ben when you can just <laughs> ride stealth or saw the rides scary rides <laughs> i find it incredible that you guys just dropped everything and win. I think that's awesome. Pretty unplanned. Yes. Pretty unplanned and also like pretty um, spontaneous. But, you know, she was a champ. We were only we were in and out in four hours when we rode every ride. So it wasn't that big of a deal. It was fun. Um, so, so yeah, that being said, let's uh, let's rattle out, rattle out some questions for you. Um, Savannah, what's your favorite ride and why? Um, my go to is always Diamondback at Kings Island. I think when I, it came out, I think like one of the years I had a pass there. So we just rode it a lot one summer and I like it too, because it doesn't go upside down and I don't really like roller coasters that go upside down a lot. 
Mm. So it's still like exhilarating and you like get an adrenaline rush, but you don't go upside down. So you like, what are the things you do like about it? Like what are the elements? I like that. It's really high and, (laughs) and you, it's really high and then you go really low. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you can't see over the hill. Yeah. (laughs) It drops really fast. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just Diamondback reminds me a ton about the game of life where I'm just like, wow, this is like, am I going to retire millionaire estates or Hollywood acres? You know, you never know. So um, what's your favorite park memory growing up? Growing up? Yeah. Like what's just like a memory that you have like at a park? Let's just say Kings Island. Like what's a what's a memory you got? Am I allowed to say Stricker's Grove? Yeah. So, you know. I grew up like 10 minutes from Stricker's Grove and What's we that? it's like this really small dare I call it amusement park. There's like two r- wooden roller coasters that it looks like your crazy uncle built with like leftover lim- lumber. Um and so it is kind of sketchy but it's like super redneck and a little off the beaten path, but we would go there all the time because my dad just like knew people who would rent out the whole park. And so we got to go and like have it all to ourselves. And it was just hilarious. And it, you felt like you like owned the park. So it was fun. Those are some creds that I think some acers would be dying for. I don't know yeah. if you, I don't know if you know that or not Savannah, but those are some like teddy bear and tornado or some <laughs> two of those creds that people have been chasing after yeah. El Toro Ryan. If you're listening, I, I saw that vid where you like hit both of those rides and I was like pretty impressed that you gave Stricker's Grove a visit. Um, so yeah, like thinking back, like, all right, you're at Stricker's Grove or you're at like Kings Island. Is there like this, this like snack that like you would be caught walking around with like, mm. like what snack are you walking around with at an amusement park? I would say an, a generic one is a funnel cake. I mm. love funnel cakes. But if I was at King's Island, absolutely blue ice cream with rainbow sprinkles and a cone. Huh. That's like pretty popular thing. <laughs> I, I like I like the fudge there, but I think like blue sprinkle and the ice cream is still pretty great. <laughs> so you just got off a of Diamondback. It's like your favorite ride ever. You went really high, you went really low, and you didn't go upside down. And then you had funnel cake just ate so much funnel cake you're bloated walking around um what is like the ride at king's island that you're like i'm not getting on this like that is too scary no not doing it what is it probably well it was vortex not a problem anymore r.i.p but I, it's not that I was scared of it. I just knew it was going to hurt. So I was like, why, why inflict pain on myself? It's, mm-hmm. and it goes upside down too many times. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. Which is crazy. Cause she said the same thing on our wedding day. Why inflict pain on myself by going through with this? <laughs> oh and I'm like, God. I don't know. I don't know. But she did that. So it's like, I think vortex is like easy compared to that. Um, yeah, there's loop-de-loops in that one, so that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but um, what's, my last question for you, uh, my sweet wife, is what's your most embarrassing park memory? I mean, it definitely has to be very recently when we were at Universal at Harry Potter World. Um, there was a time where I got very, very motion sick and was not willing to admit 
to Eric that I was feeling bad. And so on the train, not a ride or anything. Hogwarts Express. On the Hogwarts Express, I just start crying. And like, we're like in a, like in a cabin with like six other people. And they just see this like 20 something year old girl like crying (laughs) because I'm in so much pain because I feel like I'm going to throw up. And it, I felt like a little girl. It was terrible. So, and she did throw up. I did for the record, but not at the park. If I did, that would be my most embarrassing thing. But I didn't. I made it out of the park. Yeah, I want to blame that a little bit on Men in Black, the ride, and Hogwarts, the Forbidden Journey, and uh, pretty much every other screen ride on top of Rip Ride Rocket, just really like oh, mixed no. around in a pot, which was Savannah's stomach, and just there was really nothing she could do. Really, the only good choice we made that day was not going on Simpsons the ride because I think that would have just immediately projectile mm-hmm. vomited after that. So between that and me getting crapped on by a bird, I think it was <laughs> like God's clear sign that we should leave the park. So we did, and uh, that was Savannah's uh, birthday. So it was <laughs> a lot of fun. That's pretty incredible. I mean, the fact that so many amazing things happen in a single day is a memory that you guys are going to hold on to forever. So pretty awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Samantha. So um, that is our GP section with my um, my wife, Savannah. Guys, I'm so excited for this segment. I think we're going to have some really good guests on here, and I can't wait to hear more about the highs, the lows, and the loop-de-loops um, with all of our friends. And I just like want to remind everybody but that we are probably the freaks here, not the GP. So... Um, I'm in no way making fun of my wife. I think it's funny how much I know about roller coasters. Um, so, um, I, I, I love that Savannah said that she thought theme parks were something people grew out of. I know. I know. I was like, well, man, that was like convicting. Cause I'm like, what's wrong with me? So, um, that being said, that is our show for the day. Um, I'll kick it back over to Chris to wrap us out. Thanks so much, Eric. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Um, we're just really pumped to have the show going. Uh, it's been really fun getting to do these past two episodes and we're excited to bring you a lot more news insights and thoughts about the park industry in general and a little bit about our lives in the process. Thanks so much again for listening. Stay safe at home and we will talk to you soon. Coaster dad's out. Thank <laughs> you.